blood moon has risen, it is time to tell stories of the strange and sometimes terrifying. A black cat brings us a true story. A vampire bat bites into a tall tail. An owl flies in a story from other worlds. Greetings. Welcome back to Blood Moon Podcast. I'm the Blood Moon host. For this episode, there are two accounts from the nightsky.org, as well as one from a listener. Now turn off the sound and turn off the lights. Our animal totems have stories to tell. Two years ago, we told Chuck's story about his precognitive dreams of a mysterious car. Now, we tell his eerie account about a premonition he had in February 1964. In the 1960s, like many boys my age, I was a Cub Scout, a Webelo, and then a Boy Scout. I attended weekly Cub meetings at the home of a den mother, where we worked on projects that would hopefully result in a merit badge for a particular skill or accomplishment. On a monthly basis, a meeting would be held with several packs assembling to celebrate these achievements. These meetings were held in the hall of our church, about a half mile from our home. I lived with not only my mother, father, and younger sister, but also my uncle and grandparents, Nana and Papa, all on my mother's side. It was a great childhood further enhanced by a strong family unity. Papa had passed in the late 1950s, so our household was reduced from seven to six. My recollection of Nana was she was old and of ill health. In actuality, she was in her early 60s, but as a child's perspective in these matters is skewed by youth. One of my last memories of Nana is from Sunday, February 9th, 1964. I was in the kitchen playing with my toy dinosaurs. The rest of the family was in the living room watching the Ed Sullivan show. Suddenly, Nana was calling me 
Come see these boys with the long hair. It was the Beatles' introduction to America, and at first I was reluctant to stop playing. But 30 seconds of Nana's pleading convinced me to come watch, thankfully. Later that month, we were to have our monthly scout meeting at the church. This was to be a huge event because my dad would be attending and dinner would be provided. Late that afternoon, before Dad got home from work, Nana, my sister, and I were on the divan watching TV. My uncle was out grocery shopping and Ma was busy in the kitchen. I was already dressed in my scout uniform. My sister started rocking Dad's empty rocking chair with her foot. Uncharacteristically, Nana scolded her, saying it was bad luck to do so. Apparently, Nana wasn't feeling too well. Before either Dad or my uncle got home, Nana took a turn for the worse, and Ma called for an ambulance. Ma didn't go to the hospital because she had to watch my sister. However, my aunt, who lived across the street, accompanied Nana in the ambulance. My parents thought it important I should still attend the scout meeting. Although it was a typical cold New England evening, Dad and I decided to walk the short distance to the church. Being only 10 years old, I soon got lost in the fun and pageantry of the meeting. Suddenly, I was overcome with a chill and feeling of dread and had no explanation why I felt so strange. Dad asked if I wanted to leave, but looking at the time, 7.10 according to the clock on the wall, I said there was only 40 minutes left. I'd be fine. Twenty minutes later, Ma, who had been driven to the church by my uncle, walked into the hall. She said Nina had passed away in the hospital at 7.10. Welcome back. We now travel from 1964 to 1974. 
This account by DDB came from the nightsky.org. A ride to a concert turned out to be a close encounter of the first kind. It was a warm late November, 1974, right before Thanksgiving, and I was home on leave from the Air Force. Five months pregnant with my first son, I was just beginning to show. Some friends, two brothers, and a sister, with whom I had been as close as siblings for years, had a surprise for me. Third row tickets at a Paul Simon concert. They came and picked me up in their family car, a big old sturdy American sedan. As it was warm and humid that night, none of us wore jackets, and we rode with the windows down. Our subdivision was probably 15 miles from the main highway. We had to drive down Stubner Road through dense woods with no street lamps the whole way from my house. About two-thirds of the way to the highway, it suddenly became blindingly bright in a large circle around us, much brighter than the police helicopters, and there was no noise and not a sound to be heard. The car died as if the key had been turned off, and the car stopped dead in its tracks. The bright light focused on us for what seemed like hours. We were very, very cold. The car wouldn't start. The radio and lights were dead. It was as if the electrical system was fried. In whispers, we all decided to lean out the open windows and take a look. It was a large trapezoidal craft with yellowish-orange running lights going down all four enormous sides. It seemed to hover over us forever, but was actually about ten minutes when without making a sound, it went straight up at an inestimable rate of speed until it was just another twinkling star. It was then warm and human again and the car started right up. We drove straight to the nearest bar, and all had a shot of brandy to calm our nerves. Then on into town. Since then, and until this telling, none of us has spoken of it. But the youngest brother protests the existence of UFOs loudly, 
and to anyone who will listen. Before we tell the next story, I ask you to help me keep the animal totems happy. Please subscribe, review, and tell your family and friends about Blood Moon Podcast. We also invite you to follow us on Instagram at the Blood Moon Podcast. Now back to the stories of the strange and sometimes terrifying. The next account took place sometime in 2000 and somewhere in Tennessee. MG tells how it followed us to a new home. One day, I got out of work early. I had just arrived home and decided to put on my headphones and take a long walk near our pond out in the backyard. I was the only one home at the time, and I was standing near our pond just listening to my music. I was gazing at the water and happened to glance up. When I did, I saw what looked like a person walk behind the poles that held up our fence near our barn. These poles could not have been more than six inches in diameter. There is no way someone could disappear behind them. But that is exactly what happened. This figure was extremely dark. There was no color at all. I knew it then that it was a shadow figure. I had never seen one before, but even though this was my first and only experience with such a creature, I had no doubt that's what it was. It was walking towards the barn and just vanished behind the pole. I quickly stood up and walked back towards the house, never once taking my eyes off that pole. As I got closer to the house, I could see the pole from a different angle, and still there was nothing. No way could someone have strolled behind there and just disappear. I 
I ran into the house, grabbed my keys, and quickly ran back to my car, and decided I wasn't going home, till I was sure someone else would be there. The farm being mentioned was built by my father-in-law's grandfather, so the entire area was inherited several times. I sometimes wonder if this might have been a family member just keeping an eye on things. My father-in-law had passed away a few months before. His mom also passed on just three years before. I never witnessed this again. We moved about a year afterwards and bought a new home. In this new home, my children also noticed the same type of figure in our hallway. They had both seen it at the same time. They described the same type of being that I saw, a man with some type of brim hat. I also noticed what looked like a long coat, in both cases completely void of any light. Since then, I have been very interested in shadow beings and wonder what exactly they could be. Whatever it was, it didn't harm us, or seemed to be interested in doing so. They also seemed to vanish as quickly as we realized they were there. I don't believe the ones we saw were anything to be concerned about. The blood moon is setting. Thank you, Chuck, for sharing your story. The story's A Ride to the Concert by DDB and It Followed Us to a New Home by MG can be read at thenightskydoubleeye.org. The song Retro Horror Synth Theme was written and recorded by White Bat Audio. Links are in the show's notes. Music and sound effects by Blood Moon Podcast. Other sound effects are from quicksounds and freesound.org. Thank you for listening. <laughs>